Hello. Hello. This is Joya Italiano. And this is Jeff Ekman. And welcome to No But That's a Thing. A podcast where we talk about the real science ideas that are contained in sci-fi movies. Yeah, neither of us are experts in any of these things, but we care about them and uh, we feel like we can make it interesting for you. So we Googled some stuff after watching a movie and here we go. Here we go. So today... We're talking about Minority yeah. Report, y'all. This is one of those. This is one of those that I was kind of pressed on for a while. Like mm-hmm. I kept hinting at, right? I'm like, yeah, maybe yeah. we could, uh, we could do a Minority Report. Yeah, you kept being like, maybe, maybe next time Minority Report. Yeah, maybe something like Minority Report. Like, but finally we did it, and I'm really glad we did. 20, it's, a, it's a fun ass movie. <laughs> 2002, directed by Steven Spielberg. What's? It's fucking nuts that I did not remember that Spielberg directed it. I was just like, I nuts. saw it a million times around the time that it came out, yeah. and I just never. Made Made that connection uh, oh, but here we are here we are um because we're talking about you know real life technology and all of this stuff and for yeah. it, from the get-go that seemed like a good one to go to because i'm thinking just like the touchscreen shit alone and like the technology surrounding pre-crime and the whole yeah. him putting on those sensory gloves and then being able to yeah, have the yeah. screen on the wall and um one of the things that i found when i was uh, looking at stuff is the comparison made between minority report and uh star trek in the sense that okay. it had the star trek effect now i am not a trekkie so i'm not going to pretend like i'm like oh i'm going to make these comparisons mm-hmm. but i would say that a generation of people watching star trek look at that future as sort of a utopian ideal and like wow that's a future i want to live in kind of thing right the same can be said of minority report but i would say First of all, in a very dystopian way, but yeah, also... Yeah, I, don't, I think that like yeah. Star Trek is a total utopia of like people who are idealists and like we've gotten over racism and we've yeah. gotten over all these different things in Star Trek, whereas this is like... There's some real privacy questions that this movie raises. Well, it's really the, the, the worst parts of if we had that kind of yeah. technology. But I would say, mm. in terms of the shiny gizmos, it is absolutely... Well, Gizmo-wise. Gizmo-wise, yeah, it's and that's like, what I'm talking about. And I'm, the thing is, like, so, yeah, 2002, basically none of these gizmos existed, and now, like, almost all of them do. Right. <laughs> Tons well, I mean, of stuff it, did, it was released a year after the iPod, so <clears throat> that gives you an idea mm-hmm. of, like, just that. I mean, well, I remember when the iPod yeah. first came out, and I was like, you mean... A thousand songs in your pocket? Every CD I have can be placed (laughs) inside this device. Um, But one thing that to point out, though, is that Steven Spielberg, though, when he was making this movie, like, surrounded himself by a bunch of scientists and tech guys. And, like, a lot of these people were, like, actively working on some of this shit or had this. So, for example, uh, part of the team that were brought in for the making of Minority Report were virtual reality pioneer Jérôme Nanier. I'm totally just making up how to pronounce that. It looks super French. Anyway. Uh, Wired (laughs) co-founder Kevin Kelly, Whole Earth Catalog and Well Founder Stuart Brand, and then writer Douglas Coupland, for example, um, other scientists and researchers. And they were basically tasked with making sure that the filmmakers got things straight and maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson would have liked to happen with Interstellar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like right. one, of, one of this other guys, uh, his name was John Undercoffer. He came out with, That's I mean, he, he came out with something called Oblong Industries, which was trying to basically expand on a lot of the technology in Minority Report. But then, mm-hmm. of course, there's fucking Apple that's just, like, blowing everybody away. So, for those of us that have... I'm sorry, to totally... Do you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say that, like, should I talk about an actual motion control input device that's out there? That's just like well, the Well, I was just going to talk about that, too, oh, so shit. we can both talk yes. about it. Yes! What if it's it? the same one? I don't fucking know. 
All right, what do you what do you got? Should we say it on the count of three? One, one two, two, three. three. Connect. Leap motion. Oh, that was oh, the God second one. It. That was the second one. <laughs> the connect. Okay. Yeah, that fucking thing. Yeah. Well, what th- I mean, that's what's so funny though, too, because that what that came out like a few years Maybe ago, right? Oh, seven even. Yeah. Like it was. So, or, no, maybe later than that, but it was. No, I think, uh, yeah, I think it was like. Maybe a cup, like 2008 or something like that. We can, I actually have it written down here, but here we fucking are. Let yeah. me let me interrupt myself. Do we need to give a plot summary? Well, here? I think we should at least say in this movie, the police can see future murders before they happen and stop them before they happen. And Tom Cruise is going to stop some murders and then see, oh, what's the next one? Wait a minute. I'm the murderer. Right, exactly. So that's the whole baseline. But he puts on these like sense gloves, sensory gloves, mm-hmm. and then he has these you know crazy see-through screens on the wall, and it yep. like looks super futuristic. There was an interview w- with Salon shortly after the film's release where it was revealed that all of those scenes Spielberg wanted um, Tom Cruise to look like he was conducting an orchestra. Yeah, all right. I see. It, it I does mean, look in like all, in and the music and the everything. Hello. Yeah. Um so but when we rewatched <laughs> this, the first thing that my brain went to is I was like, "Holy shit, Fantasia Music Evolved. It's a game that came okay. out in 2014 and it's it uses the Kinect oh, system that you that you put to <laughs> Xbox 360 and you are literally composing fucking symphonies. That's so awesome. exactly what happened in this movie happened. There's no gloves, there's no fucking Wii remote. It's just you standing there with the sensors and the camera and you're yep. sitting there being like, "Ah, like you guys can't see me, but I'm She's I am waving her arms around. It's, you know, she's like conducting a symphony of some kind. <laughs> and yeah, so that but was, yeah. That's really cool. My feeling, though, is like, if that were my everyday computer input device, my arms would get tired as shit. Right. If everything you had to do, you're like, like ah, open this, do And that. that's one of the things where, like, one of the reasons that Apple gives for not putting touchscreens in their laptops is that they've done all these studies and people don't want to hold their hand up to a screen for that long every day because they get tired. Makes total sense, doesn't it? But there's this thing that you can buy for 80 bucks now. So that's where we're at, where you can basically do this shit. This is a leap motion. Right, right, right. Okay. There's like, it's like a little puck that you put on the table in front of your computer and then you hold your hands over it and it reads all of your hand motions. Holy shit. And then, and so you can type, you could do anything with it. You can like conduct a symphony. You can move files around if that's how you want to do it. Like in a, in the minority report way, which get, like you said, again, in theory is delightful, but then you're like, God damn, am I doing fucking cardio right now? Right, But there's even, to me, it's better for more specific applications because there's a company called motion savvy. That's developing a leap motion tablet that can interpret sign language. Whoa. See? Okay. There's like a virtual clay sculpting app and different types of musical instruments that like you you just put your hands into the air above your computer and you start waving them around and you get to do like there's there's tons of new ideas my favorite was the sign language thing now okay yeah so this is where old man is trying to weasel his way in the first mm-hmm. get his first say right yeah so there's part of me that when you're talking about the ASL like i love that i mean th- that's very utilitarian mm. and it helps people that are sometimes <clears throat> kept out of communication right but then i always get a little bit weird is it my old man who needs to be brought into check if you're talking about playing an instrument by just waving your hand as opposed to just playing a fucking instrument that's how you how i felt about guitar hero and yet i'm like i love fucking guitar hero. well we can go even further than that because right now garage band on the ipad has buttons that you press that play full chords ah so like when i, ah, I was showing okay. you because like we were playing around with the idea oh, of yeah. doing like a theme music and it almost like 
it does all of the things that are technically difficult for you and then allows you to just like make, make the, music the music as you want it. Wow, that's crazy because okay, so then if you're like a if your brain works that way and if right. you're somebody who's really great at writing songs but you just can't play it. Okay, but at the same time you're like no, but it takes a lot of work to be a good well, guitar player or whatever and to, you know. Maybe maybe it'll separate the technical aspects of instrument playing from the writing of it. Because mm -hmm. if I were like a teenager who was super wanting to be in a band, but I didn't have like other friends around who were shared my taste mm -hmm. or were like good in these instruments, I can go in my room with my iPad and create a complete song with every instrument that I would ever want. I could spend as much time as I want editing, moving it around, changing the instruments, changing the pitch. You know, the fact that like I don't have to play a chord on a piano, I could just hit a button that is the chord. Mm -hmm. I don't have to learn a lot, but I can still make the same music. And I imagine if you're a musician, you're like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, exactly. Get out of here and stop fucking wow. with my head. Wow, uh, this is a great point. If you don't have, well, here's a prime example. I'm even thinking of like anecdotally. Mm -hmm. As a kid, you know, we didn't, I didn't have fucking money to get lessons and have all of this stuff. It's yeah. like I was a dancer and that's all fine and dandy. But it's like if to, to get really good, it takes sometimes a lot of time and money. Yeah. And to think if you are able to still express that or still explore that part of your, your mm -hmm. creativity without like you said having to be like find jam band people. i don't know man i'm interrupting myself because i'm like nah that's bullshit <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but that's um, where it is like uh, photographers get mad about how like the iphone makes it so, so good, that everybody yeah. can you know and i actually had a conversation there's a more recent iphone photography feature where it's called live photos where you take a picture and then it also takes kind of like a couple of stills around it like on both both before it and after it so you can create like a little mini movie uh -huh. and i was talking about it with like a professional photographer who was like fuck you yeah Do, are you kidding me this is horrible and then as the conversation went on and i was like well here's my dog Here's a picture of my dog, but here's what she looks like when she's like skadoodling around. <laughs> and I just press on the screen and you see a little bit more than that. And then there's like an app that allows you to turn anything into a GIF, any of those things into a GIF. Right. So like I'm sending around, like I take a picture of something, but it's like a guy like slips and falls and I can, I now have a GIF of that to send him every time he's talking well, like I an mean, idiot. I don't know. It just begs. <sighs> oh man. I feel like I'm very, very mixed on this because on one hand, okay, let's look at the positive, progressive, fuck it, let's just go for it kind of okay. person. Who doesn't want more people to just create things? The more the more creative outlets, the more creative ideas, the yeah. more, you know, the, I think the more the merrier. And yet, it's like, dude, I'm a fucking artist in LA. It's all, like, not everybody can be a fucking X, Y, or Z. Not everybody podcaster. should be a. Not everybody can be a podcaster, <laughs> and yet here we are. But look, we beat ourselves up for a long time before we were like, "Fuck it." So, right. I really don't know what the answer is. <laughs> My feeling is that if you can make complicated things easy for everybody to use, that's good. You still have to frame a good photo. Right. Like, there's other skills. I think that's one of those that, like, th these devices have made it extraordinarily easy for everybody to look like a goddamn photographer. And yeah. that used to be not just framing, but the lighting and yeah. the, you know, there's a lot going on. So neuroscientists at UC Berkeley mm -hmm. have used MRIs and different computational models to reconstruct images that people are thinking about and be able to see, like depicted on a screen, what you're thinking. Wow. 
the reason I bring this up is like they are obviously using something like that for the precogs to be able to see the dreams that they have of people right in the future committing crimes. But right now, at least like this was back in 2011, so I don't know where it is now. But at that point, they would show somebody a movie trailer and then be able to recreate the images from it only off of their brain signals. Wow. And it's super blurry and weird, but you could definitely make out the shapes from the trailer. And uh, Professor Jack Gallant says that we are opening a window into the movies in our minds. Wow. Wow. So there's a lot of privacy issues to consider with all of this. Like, right now, we have full control and privacy of our own thoughts. And a lot of people think that we should extend that to our phones because our phones inherently carry so much of our own information. And we, like, are kind of offloading some of our brain activity to our own phone. Uh-huh. And it's got so much information that we, you know, your mind is a warrantless place. Like, they can't force you to reveal information against your will. And the reason that so many companies like Apple really want to make the phone fully encrypted is to allow a place for us to have that's purely an extension of our own mind. But this technology would be going in the other direction where we would be able to see what people are thinking. I mean, even in the way that they use it in Minority Report, yeah. where it's like if you can force, if someone's like, God, I don't remember what happened when I saw this mm-hmm. burglary or, you know, right. I saw some of the other... Blah. You're like, okay, well, let's play it back and whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. But what about all of the terrible things? Like, so then there's uh-huh. thought crime. You can, you uh-huh. know, like if you think about killing somebody, but you're not, who knows if you're actually going to fucking do it. I mean, like the fact that that technology actually exists or that they're developing it freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. And like, there's great stuff about it. Like they could understand stroke or coma patients. Like sure. they might be able to see what a coma patient is thinking about. Oh. So, like, there's some really good stuff. Or, like, you know, when people are like, my life flashed before my eyes before I died. It's like, what? You know, those kinds of near-death experiences. And they talk. Or, or like, I saw an angel. God talked to me. We'd be able to be like, I'm going to. Let's roll this back. Rewind. That was not God. That was your neighbor, Bruce. (laughs) He brought you a (laughs) six-pack. He found you in the garage and he resuscitated you, you fucker. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you're talking about that, this idea of thought crime and stuff, because I was just thinking about pre-crime and like what are the ways that you can do that well i've been looking into it and there are several ways Uh oh okay so in 2012 this is uh 10 years after the movie was released apparently the the united states department of homeland security they were working on a system called fast which is the future attribute screening technology that relies on an array of sensors and advanced algorithms to detect physiological and behavioral cues that are said to indicate malintent okay so so it's, it's like <laughs> it's like these people are looking real shifty. Exactly. I have a picture of this, but it has like a guy's face, and uh-huh. they're basically scanning to see what the physiological, similar to what we were talking wow. about in the Ex Machina episode, where it's like we want these robots to understand us. Yeah, and so they're like, like ah, studying. So they could the be different... like, that guy looks like he's up to no good. Let's figure this out. It's like <laughs> yeah. re- it's like profiling to the, to the next level because not only are we being like that guy looks shifty because he's got saggy pants and a fucking hoodie on or whatever, right? right? Now it's like he flexed his cheek or something or like right. curled his lip or whatever. That must mean that he's doing X, Y, or Z. Well, so that already freaks me out. Well, with this. The, the whole thing with the movie where they can see that you're going to do this and so they arrest you and put you in prison, part of me feels like a much better, more humane way of doing it would be if to just stop the person from committing the crime and then leaving. Right. 
and then they you still stop the crime, but you don't have to punish them for a thing they never did. Exactly. Oh, but that's then I thought more, and I was like, well, if you're going after the same guy five over times, and over and over again. you know, just over and over, this guy keeps being about to murder somebody. Maybe there should be a threshold where, like, if you are commit these many pre crimes, you then have to go to jail. Yeah. You but how do you, you know? And that's just as a society, you have to decide like together. What is the right line to draw? Well, I would say if if someone gets convicted of a pre-crime or they get uh, apprehended or whatever, have some kind of counseling or somebody be like, what's the deal, yeah. bro? Like, why are you trying to kill somebody? To just immediately lock them up and or just walk away, I right. think is not addressing the biggest problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, locking somebody up is not the way to clean up this kind of Especially in a completely. weird mind prison. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, what did you almost do? Uh, I almost killed my wife. What did you yeah. almost do? I swear to God, I I didn't do anything. I'm innocent. Minority (laughs) Report Edition. (laughs) Okay, there's a Washington Post article where apparently police in Fresno, they are using their own form of pre-crime detection or whatever, and that is called Beware. Okay. And it's it's been given to local law enforcement officers. So Fresno has something called the Real-Time Crime Center. And it's so apparently it's become this model for this high-tech policing nationwide. There's similar centers in New York and Houston and Seattle that have, like, sprouted over the place. Um, but it is. It's like, and there's pictures on here. There's, like, it's kind of this futuristic control room. There's these operators that sit behind, like, 57 or so monitors that cover the walls. There's roughly 200 police cameras perched all across the city of Fresno with 800 more uh, feeds from the city's schools and traffic cameras. So they're actually looking to add like 400 more streams from cameras worn on either officers' bodies or different, you know, businesses or whatever that have surveillance systems. So it's essentially this like giant network of cameras and license plate scanners that you know so yeah, there's all of yeah. these things that are basically able to be like what's going on over here oh, we got this oh, we got blah, blah, blah. there's this database that's recorded more than two billion scans of vehicle license plates and uh, locations nationwide mm-hmm. so for example if gunshots were fired a system called shot spotter could triangulate the location using microphones strung around the city then Shit. there's media sonar which it crawls social media looking for illicit activity so you know media so it, sonar so it, it, like, oh it, yeah huh. media sonar is a different Different program and that's like for example if someone is threatening some kind of attack or there there's some nasty hashtag I mean, or whatever and people are like what's all... going on here but isn't hello. that like i mean aren't they drowning in that shit yeah like, well, i mean that's uh, that's probably why they want all of these fucking streams and they have all these monitors and they have all these fucking databases it's uh-huh. getting completely out of hand like the license plate stuff they've been able to use there's been like suspects where they only had you know three numbers from the license plate but they were able to find it in the database ha- hasn't this also gone awry i feel like i read a story a little while ago that they like sent cops after the wrong person yeah. based mm-hmm. on this and like the algorithms weren't really yeah. accurate enough and and then like so if an officer receives a call for example beware immediately runs the address and that search returns the names of residents and scans against a range of publicly available data to generate a color-coded threat level for each person or Jesus address green Christ. yellow or red so it, it, uh, damn it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't like what, this. <laughs> but no, you don't. You know what you shouldn't like even more is the fact that uh. the the maker of Beware is this company called Intrado. When asked, you know, how do you calculate these threat scores, <laughs> they consider it a trade secret. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So do they? Yeah. I mean, I, well, okay. So then, I, I then do in, get that, like, if their entire business is based on not 
having other people know about how that works, then that's going to happen. Yeah, but it's not like fucking special sauce, dude. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like, you know, is it, this is, is, is it not like special sauce. Well, that, you know, that's a real trade secret. You're bro. only going to have to go to McDonald's to get that special but sauce. But if you're talking about fucking running people's addresses and figuring out. Okay, so Intrado says. I completely agree with that. That Intrado writes that Beware could reveal that, for example, a resident of a particular address was a war veteran suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. Uh, maybe had criminal convictions for assault and had posted worrisome messages about his battle experiences on social media. So now this, this, this that's the just... same thing that tracks, you know, where we shop and what we want and what we watch right. is now being used for law enforcement essentially yeah shocker. let's keep our old man in check here no <laughs> yeah fucking no but um, the well that just makes me think about the west memphis three do you know them you, they had me. this they, they it was in the early 90s there have been three documentaries about these guys they were wrongly convicted of this murder these three kids oh, right. and a big part of it was basically like they listened to marilyn manson exactly. and they were like kind of devil worshippers which like wasn't even really true they but they were like interested in some stuff that wasn't exactly the what everybody else is interested in and they wound up using that to put these guys in jail from 93 i think until 2011 well i mean exactly what you're saying is i mean i think of fucking columbine remember like the whole mm-hmm. like the trench coat mafia and the marilyn manson shit right. and the fact that they were like bullied kids and they created this entire narrative about these people that right. really to a large degree wasn't actually true right and this now you're just compounding that into like fucking databases here's a prime example of how it could go wrong they could easily like misinterpret you know people criticizing the police or some random hashtag uh-huh. This chick had her threat level elevated because she was tweeting about a card game titled Rage. Oh, God. Which could be a keyword in Beware's assessment of social media. Yeah, okay. That's the thing. I write. I might write things that are, like, in the voice of a character who's evil. Exactly. I don't feel good about this. (laughs) And, I mean, we just had this big old fucking conversation about how great it is that you, you can conduct a symphony now it's like well if police officers need more data the more data that they have the more they're able to do their jobs well like there's always an argument to be made but to me i'm like this is a fucking it's going to become well, a police state like it's this really Orwellian it's privacy nightmare. versus security and people can use these anecdotal stories to get people to give up their privacy rights mm-hmm. in favor of security totally like the apple fbi case from a little while ago where the FBI was demanding that Apple write a special version of the software so that they can get around the encrypted phone of the... Just ridiculous. But it was the guy who, from the San Bernardino thing. So they were like, well, what do you not want to get justice for San Bernardino? No, but they like, were they were just acknowledging the slippery slope that that is. But I mean, just just to give you an idea, the number of local police departments that employ some type of technological surveillance increased from twenty percent in 1997 <laughs> to more than ninety percent in twenty thirteen, and that's just according Whoa. to the latest information from what the was Bureau it in of Justice Statistics. Twenty to ninety percent. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, you know, wait, and most of those wait. are either cameras or automated license plates. Well, wait, like, because I definitely support the police have body cams. Yeah. Is this, like, where do you draw the line on this? Um, no, but so, like, as I was saying, accountability most, as an element right, of it, too. Most common is, is license plate scanning and just cameras that, are, like, cameras on the street, right? Yeah. Or I, on body cams, whatever. Yeah. But the use of handheld biometric scanners, social media monitoring software, and, you know, Th- drones and things that are collecting cell phone 
data. Mm. That's that's what's increasing a lot. They have to be held as accountable as they're trying to hold us, us accountable. To. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact, <sighs> dude, I, I, I go back and forth with this all the time because there's one element of me that's like, I don't have anything to hide. Like, what do you mm-hmm, have to hide? Mm-hmm. What do I have to hide? And then it becomes just like a question of principle. But then also it's like, it, that's, that's what it is. Like the, the, the principle is enough. The, the principle yeah. is alone is enough to justify why this is not a good thing. Yeah. That being said, whether or not I have something to hide is not the point. There's a lot of people that they do they do have something that they need to keep safe. All yeah. of us have something that we don't need everybody fucking to know. Here's a, here's an example of of maybe a way that it could be used for okay. good. Okay. Cell site simulators, uh, which mimic a cell phone tower and scoop up data on all cell phones in an area, have been instrumental in finding kidnappers, fugitives, people oh. who are suicidal. Yeah. According to law enforcement officials. Uh-huh. There is some element that it's like if you know or at least have some way of tracking if somebody has had suicidal tendencies or whatever or maybe you know like all the things that people tell you to do anyway like keep yeah. your eyes open and peeled for somebody who's doing x y or z like well if you have that it's just to me like not knowing whose hands that's in and for what purpose really bothers me it, it, something as simple as even like facebook knowing w- what you like and what you're doing and then secretly giving all that information to advertisers that right. almost bothers me fucking more this i because i want to get into the idea of personalized ads and like retina scans and smart billboards mm-hmm. and stuff in a second mm-hmm. as well that almost bothers me more than someone fucking knowing my social security number because I'm just like, you, you motherfucker, you, you get inside my brain. Don't you try to you know, buy me. Understand me. Yeah, exactly. But again, it's just like, it's also a question of resources. Like, are we really, like of all the things that we could be pushing resources towards, just finding more and more ways to compile data on fucking people. I did a story on the lip about compiling um, tattoos, like a whole database of tattoos so that people could track like gang affiliations and all of this kind of shit. And I'm like, it's just weird to have people's bodies like what in a goddamn database. Yeah, it's really weird. (laughs) Like Google thinks of itself as a company that should store all of the world's information. Mm-hmm. And all of the world's information includes everything about you. And they're going to use it for advertising, yeah, but I think that the people who are working on that stuff at Google have this belief that they're going to be able to do something really good with that technology. Right. And we've talked about crowdsourcing stuff and where that can go. Mm-hmm. And if this technology is in the right hands, there's such good stuff that can happen. However, how Sweet often is that like... Uh, yeah, what... I mean, there's a guy about to take office, you know, like case in point hands that we want that technology. in. I I don't think so. Tiny hands and his (laughs) tiny fucking baby hands. Well, in the movie, he's got this autonomous Lexus. Lexus and Pepsi feature heavily in this movie. That's right. The future, everybody's driving Lexuses and drinking Pepsi. That's one thing that just just lasted, man. Uh, But autonomous cars, which are coming, and we're all, all the self-driving cars, and he's in it, and they track his car, and they lock it down, and they start driving it to his to like the police station or something. I mean, anything that's electronic can fucking be hacked. And right? so there are instances where, and some of these border on conspiracy stuff, but some of them are definitely real. <laughs> You can take control of these cars now and suddenly hit the accelerator and end up making it look like a weird accident, but they drive drive somebody right into a tree. Oh my god. And there there actually is an example that like 
it's unknown, but the, all the circumstances around it are weird enough that you're like, this might have happened. Yeah. With this journalist named Michael Hastings, who had done the General McChrystal thing a few years ago. He wound up getting fired over this article that Michael Hastings put out there. Okay. But he was like, I guess, like in the days leading up to Michael Hastings' death, which was in his Mercedes that went like so fast that the street saw it catching fire under the bottom of it and then it slammed into a pine tree and like his body was burned beyond recognition and there was like, it sent the engine block 50 feet. Like this crash was just insane. And like, he had told some friends of his that he was like onto something big and he had to go off the radar and he was worried that the CIA was like after him on some level because he was like compiling the stuff about the CIA director. And then he said days before his death that he believed his car had been tampered with. Oh my God. And LA Weekly reported that he was preparing new reports on the CIA and experts do think that like this is consistent with a cyber attack on a car. Do we know that that's what happened? No. And it is bordering on potential conspiracy theory. But there's enough here that it's like, what did happen there? Absolutely. Well, And it woke up a lot of people to the idea that, like, hacking these cars, and whether it's a terrorist or somebody, anybody that might want to gain control of your vehicle, that's really fucking dangerous. And I think that's something that we've we've had this... Idealized view of being able, having these driverless cars that nobody had yeah, really thought about. I mean, the people are going like, to be reduced by more than ninety percent. Right, you're thinking, oh, well, if it's in the hands of a computer, they can be much more precise. It's not going to fall asleep at the wheel, whatever, whatever. Traffic whatever. is going to be. But able you to don't flow think better. about how well because also hacking. I feel like the hacking game has skyrocketed over the past fucking oh, ten yeah. years, right? To the point that you're like, oh wow, and this isn't just embarrassing one person. It's like causing enormous amounts of either damage or yeah and there's people on both sides of it like there are people who are really great at this kind of thing and instead of using it for evil they use it to expose these things yeah like anonymous anonymous uh, or okay you're not talking about that i I think of something like anonymous you're like okay you're hacking and you're no i mean like apple hires people who are like experts in getting into getting past encryption so that they can then be stronger exactly right and uh, they even have like things like bug bounties where they'll pay you if you review if you tell them about a bug. And I think they awarded it to like a nine year old uh, <laughs> yeah, a couple years ago. Really, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did a story about that. I was like, and this awesome. kid was just like, yeah, man, figure it out. Like yeah. he was just like a young kid. And he made um, the world a safer place by it's, sure and you know like some people might take that information and sell it right for probably what they could do is more money. The, the people who are evil in this scenario are paying more than the people who are good. Right. So it's on the individual hacker to make sure that he's actually. Oh well, God, we'll never being, get into a hole like yeah. You know, it's like, well, you're gonna well, get actually, less money, but it's. But you'll be a good. better person. Yeah, you'll but be a better here person. Here in America, it's about you know being number one, numero uno. <laughs> that's shit. that's terrifying to me because of all the negative things that people have to say about you know autonomous vehicles, just the idea of like. What about all those poor Uber drivers? Oh, yeah. Well, their <laughs> days are numbered. Yeah, their days are numbered. Their days have already been fucking shittier and If shittier. you're an Uber driver now, start thinking about your long-term yeah, plan. exactly, dude. And then you think about like, all the, the ways that it's great of how you can avoid drunk driving. You can avoid accidents by however many numbers. There's a well. I, I read that they expect it to reduce accidents more than ninety percent. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, That's uh, so many lives not, saved. Yeah. But then you add this bullshit. You're like, oh, God. I mean, yeah. how... If you're a VIP, it's like... I don't know. 
fucking autonomous vehicle, man, <laughs> just for safety's Wait, sake. Who I knows? Didn't totally fall. What oh, you, you didn't hear my mumbling? Yeah, what if, you you're saying, a, if you're a very important person, you I, don't be want, stressed out about right. getting in one of these fucking things, knowing that someone could hack it. That's why you hire a driver. Yeah. That, I feel like that's the thing that you would always do. It's like you have the autonomous, but you have somebody there that's able to be like, whoa, okay. But that's the when it has the ability to shut that off. Like, obviously, in the case, if this is what happened with Michael Hastings, he was, I'm sure, trying to hit the brakes. Well, so I don't understand. Okay. All right. So it's like whether it's driverless or not is not the thing. It's the fact that, like, these systems can now are all electric and you can hack them and control the car. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he had some fancy Mercedes that had, like, you know, that I think it, it at least had that parallel parking stuff oh okay because i was gonna say i'm like are you telling me i could be hacked in my prius just <laughs> tell me i don't know but I, my understanding is like the only people who have the ability to do that sophistication of a hack are like governments right now. right it oof, god because yeah. you know that one day that'll trickle down but you're, you're not like tomorrow i wouldn't be worried about some random person being like, oh, all I have to do is plug the USB in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Joya, get ready. Joya, get ready. You're you're going to the movies. I'll be like, Actually, my car did it. How fucking fun would that be to do as like, like a, a gift for somebody oh, and a surprise? And yeah, a it's thing. like, like, it's like uh, when you show up and like you, you like put a message on the car being like, like open the envelope yeah, that you like, find at the top in. of the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it just like pulls you up to like surprise. You're seeing right. a Broadway musical. You and know? you just got to hope that whoever's yeah. controlling that is the person that you care about. Right. Exactly. Because then there's you. like the, the saw version of this, like right. fucking jigsaw coming in be like, up in, you know, and then like takes them to their doom. The key to your car is hidden <laughs> inside in, you. Inside your skull. <laughs> and there's a drill bit right next to you. Um, any hoodly doodly. <laughs> Let's move on. Alrighty. So I had mentioned this earlier about like the, the advertising aspect of it. Well, already yeah. like, fucking everything you're able to insulate yourself so much on facebook and whatever to read mm-hmm. the articles you that only pertain to you to like be shown advertisements that only pertain to you mm-hmm. whatever but we see in minority report there's a lot of like there's the smart newspapers like e-paper that mm-hmm. like constantly changes it's like bendy and shit there's companies that are working on that kind of stuff but then yeah. there's there's flexible uh, displays and flexible stuff. displays exactly yeah. which is at this point i think kind of pretty sophisticated right yeah it's it's we're pretty far out from like an actual display that you can flex right. yourself there's like because they had been first done curved screens which now they're yeah. able to do that and then you know, right i mean it's there. not like you know in the next couple years that you're going to see newspapers that just like automatically change no and like but the have... ultimate goal is to like have your phone be this thing that you can fold out and be the different size that you want it to be at any time moment oh and then you can fold it up and put it in your pocket i'm gonna just stick with my lg that's <laughs> 17 times too big anyway so I, I read this article and yahoo is apparently patenting a, a minority report style uh sp- spying technology for smart billboards okay wait spying uh, technology spying technology in the sense that for example if you're driving up on a billboard it can read oh, oh you're driving a lexus you've got to be a rich person so let's go to here you know and then like and it, but like everybody's seeing it but it's changing for each for you because you know how in the movie like as you're walking into the mall or whatever they'll be yeah. like hello john welcome hello back. mr yakamoto and, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Once he's got his eyes but so this this would be that type of thing where like it'll be changing wow. based on yeah it's fucking ridiculous man um so, what's weird to me is like the idea of sitting in traffic 
and you're among all these different cars and it's like talking to you and everybody else is like who who in this group of cars like really wants a giant thing of lube like who is what is going on um so yeah this the the technology will use the same shit that we were kind of talking about before video cameras satellites drones microphones motion direct detectors biometric sensors fingerprint retinal facial recognition devices and And just to invade your privacy to invade your privacy to fucking sell you shit which is my biggest issue i'm like you oh you want oh you want to look into my bank account? There's nothing there. Congratulations. <laughs> but you trying to sell me some bullshit that I don't want just because like there was that one time I bought that shampoo yeah. at the store. Well, it is weird when you do like a Google search or something, and then every website that you go to is like advertising stuff to you about that search. Right. Because that it, right. like it'll track you across different sites, and Which some sites all do. That. But a while ago, I was more on board for this because. I was getting served a couple of ads where it was stuff that I did want, but didn't know where or how I could have gotten it. So okay. the, the example that I'm thinking of was there was an ad that got served in Gmail for a skydiving place in Florida. Okay. So it knew that I at least like had spent some time in Florida and it advertised a local skydiving business. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted to fucking go skydiving. Let's do it. And I clicked and I wound up doing something really cool that I wouldn't have been served that ad if it didn't know that I was like a kind of guy who might be interested in that kind of thing. Jeff's always the fucking statistic. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, yes, you are right. But. To some degree. Exactly. Um, Let's be very clear. I just wanted to at least make that point. I get it, bro. I fucking get it. Uh, Like, uh, you go to eBay and they're like, people bought similar items such as blah. Oh, "Oh, okay, I just bought that Prince hat. I'm going to also buy the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air hat, which is exactly (laughs) what happened to me. And I will attest to it. That's so much better. That's like, funny. you might also enjoy this. And I was like, you know what? As a matter of fact, add to bag. Here yep, we go. Yep. Add to cart. Um, and okay, your life so was made to, better because of it. It was. But that I am not going to go back on how I feel about smart billboards. <laughs> Again, because of the same thing. Okay, so all of those things that I was talking about, the biometric sensors, the scootily dudes, right? They're um, going to... Every dude. <laughs> the point of that is to find some kind of common theme and serve up ads based on the information derived. And Yahoo calls this grouplization. Just what? come up what with a kind better. What kind of a stupid like, word is I that? I don't even know what, like... Grouplization? Is that like localization, team. but groups? But grouplization. Like, what, fuck shut the fuck you. up, Yahoo. Yeah, it's fucking Yahoo's over there. What a bunch of Yahoo's. Yeah. <laughs> may say it one more time. Well, you know, and especially if you're thinking of like a smart billboard on the side of a highway mm-hmm. and ba- basically determining, okay, so we can determine the make, model, and year of your car. So based on that, I'm going to judge your economic status God. and go from there. And they can, you know, go f- figure out, oh, well, you better, you probably like... What, what do rich people like? Old Spice? <laughs> Old Spice. <laughs> right? Someone rich is like... Uh, <laughs> uh, everything I'm thinking of is like things everybody would like. Like big TV. Yeah. You know, like just, just fucking just caviar. Ca- caviar. <laughs> caviar. We got it. We're both like rich people it. like uh, Old Spice and caviar. What, like? yeah. what would Robin Leach do? <laughs> Oh, God. Fuck that guy. Am I right? <laughs> Can we get a <laughs> yeah. witness? Um, no, my mind's just like, what did he have in Richie Rich? Yeah. <laughs> so he had what a roller he... coaster, didn't yeah. he? Oh, all rich people want um, a Mount Rushmore of their own family, Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. Wait, did he have a roller coaster? He had a roller coaster. Oh, he absolutely had, had a roller coaster. He had a Mickey coaster. D's in his house. The guy had a Mickey D's oh, in his house. Oh, my God. Luckiest Do kid in movie? the world. Do you remember that movie, Blank Check? Oh, I very <laughs> much remember Blank Check. Oh, God. 
God. Blake what did he great. have? He had a Delight. fucking water slide. He had a water slide that he like yeah. a water park installed at his house. And, oh like, God! Had, if I had like, a blank check, yeah. <laughs> just the funniest is like it's like uh, he writes in a million dollars and then spends like a billion dollars. One million dollars is able to get an entire water park yeah, in his like, backyard and then and like, some. And then there was some stuff about those six sticks. The um, ooh, I wanted to talk. Let's talk about okay. the six sticks. Real All right, let's quick. talk about six sticks real quick. Well, okay. Well, what I found about the six sticks is that. Uh, well, let's just really quickly say that in the movie, they ha- the cops have this stick that if you press it to somebody, they immediately vomit. They project yeah. out vomit. So they call it six sticks. Oh God. And there's a thing that's been developed called an LED incapacitator. Mm-hmm. Which, it looks like a flashlight. It emits an extremely bright, rapid, and well-focused series of differently colored random pulses. Before your eyes can focus on one frequency, another frequency comes on, causing intracranial pressure, resulting in headaches, nausea, vomiting, disorientation, irritability, and, as I wrote here, whatnot. Yeah, whatnot. Uh, Uh, One of those whatnots is blindness. Yeah, Um, well, because they can, they're used for like riot control and border protection and they render somebody temporarily blind so that they can arrest them more easily. And so that's intelligent optical security. They've built and sold that to Homeland Security. Have you heard of the legendary brown note? No. (laughs) The brown note is this idea that there's like a specific frequency that you could do in sound. That if you shoot it at somebody, it makes them shit their pants. I've heard of that. Is that a thing? <laughs> I think Mythbusters did an episode on it and found that like they couldn't make it happen. Right. But but uh, it does make sense if you're getting like flashing your fucking lights, you're flashing lights in your eyes. You're gonna be like, oh, just disoriented. Your yeah. body's like, it's. Like, I don't know if that's a fight or flight situation or just. Well, there's ways that like your eyes can disconnect stuff from your brain, and then it makes you immediately want to puke. That's why a lot of people can't watch 3D movies. Oh, okay. Is because their visual stuff is not matching what their brain is taking in. So, in the movie, there's a nightclub that he goes to mm-hmm. where they basically offer anything that you could dream of. And it seems to be like these people get like their own little private room. Mm-hmm. They're, they got a VR headset or something on. And it's like <laughs> there's one guy in there who's everybody's just being like, you're the man. Yeah. You're the man. He's like, no, like, you're the man. Yeah, totally. And he just wants to feel congratulated. There's another guy who says, like, I want to kill my boss. Mm-hmm. And. Clearly, they indicate that a lot of this stuff is reg- regulated in the movie because it's like illegal for him to do it. Like when Tom Cruise shows up, he's like, "What? You want to kill your boss? You sick fuck! Yeah. Get out of here!" Yeah. And and Tom Cruise is like rolls his eyes because he's like, "Yeah, I know what you're doing here." But in real life, there's a warehouse that's been built, a warehouse facility that's been built, and it's going online very soon called the Void. Oh boy. And it's basically this big room that everybody wears a headset on. It, it, essentially, it's the coolest laser tag you've ever played. Oh, boy. And laser tag's already cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so you're running around and like you'll be able to view yourself as though you're on like an alien planet running around shooting your friends and you're in an actual space actually running around. That's dope. But what are the negative sides? <laughs> well, by, by the way, just to say, so it's called The Void, which is the vision of infinite dimensions. Fucking acronyms today, yeah, they man. They love their You're acronyms. Like, Guys, it's in Utah. I mean, they've got like sprinklers and shit, so it feels like it's raining if you're in a rain situation. Like they've got like a ton of other stuff. They even have like this like big seat that is on this like huge like centrifuge type deal, and it allows you to like flip over and simulate like a fake roller coaster. Wow. And stuff like that. 
and actually Six Flags. I was just gonna say has a VR I didn't roller get to coaster, go. and I, I want to go so bad. Dude, we fucking went to Magic Mountain, and it was a delight. It was a fucking it was amazing. Was it open? The it was the last ride we were supposed to go on, and the friend I went went with, her father had to be taken to the airport. So we got there, oh, and we had barely enough time, no. and I was not able to ride that goddamn ride. No fucking ride, way! Well, I do that pissed. first. I what do you mean? I don't do know. It last? I wanted to go on a real roller coaster, but in retrospect, it seems like a mistake. Well, you got, there's plenty of real roller coasters around. This I is know, brand new. I know. Are, can I interject real quick Absolutely. and say a thing? It's so funny because as much as we or people might shit on the idea of technology and VR, for example, taking place or at least finding a place next to real life experiences. Right. Like you're still doing a thing, right? Yeah. You just feel more immersed in the world in which you're doing it. I equate it to the same uh, energy that asks us to go to these like escape rooms yeah. Oh, you know, I love those things. I, I did one of those. I've only did one, and it's amazing. I but it is one of those shit. things. It's like, no, we do want to interact. Yeah. But you might as well fucking use the technology that we have yes. to be able to make yourself. I mean, I'm not gonna be on another planet anytime soon, running around laser tagging my friends. Unfortunately, I wish I could, but again, yeah. here I am in La La Land. But you know, I kind of love the idea of a VR escape room where you're trying to escape from like a sealed room on the moon yeah and like you're looking out the windows and it's the moon out there right i, w- I want to go to the moon real bad i you've been wanting to go to the moon for a while like till the I moon heard about jeff <laughs> till the moon okay go on but yeah like the idea that and the roller coaster seems like such a great place to start with oh, this technology God. just because in it. you're in it's in full control of where you're moving so mm-hmm. it's not like like one of the problems with vr stuff that they're trying to still solve is walking when you're not actually walking. Right. And that fucking with your inner ear. Right. There's some stuff that like uh, uh, that the military's built that is basically like this big room with this omnidirectional treadmill. Okay. So Whoa. it tracks your motions and then as you run or dive or like somersault, it, it moves. moves it with you in the opposite direction so you never actually move. So it's like a little room that you can stay in that's got like a 3D VR around you, and then you can run and dive and hide and. All I mean that. that that sounds fucking awesome. I honestly mm-hmm. have no qualms with that at all. I mean, what, when we think about because this is reminiscent of our VR discussion from the Ex Machina yeah, episode, and I'm thinking, is. what are they gonna do to involve fucking? Like, what are they gonna <laughs> yeah, do? Yeah, well, well, that's what in Minority Report they're like. Yeah, there's some yeah, fucking there's going some on. There's some fucking with this. going on. This is a skeezy place, but not everybody's fucking it. They're like everybody has like dark fantasies or whatever that yeah. are you know. So I'm thinking about it in that way, just thinking like, ah, it's probably gonna be gross at some point. But it's like you you take it all. You yeah, take it that all, one right? I think like you take it all. You have to. The stuff we were talking about earlier with privacy and all that, I don't know that you got to take it all. I know. Uh, Well, and that's what's so fascinating is it's like, you and I are generally pretty like, just go with it, yeah, man. Right? Just, this yeah. is the way that we're going. But then we definitely strike a hard line of like, nah, nah. Old no, school values when it comes still, to privacy. Yeah. Part of me feels a little bit, I've been very uh, facetious about this in the past where, you know, it's like, I check in at my favorite restaurant, take a selfie with the goddamn quiche I'm eating, uh, and I tell everybody where I am at every time. And then yeah. it's like, 
I don't can't have you knowing where I am. Yeah, right. Exactly. And yet, you know, so there's the there's but a bit of But you're volunteering the information exactly. all day. And yeah. then there there you go. You're yeah. volunteering it all day, but that's the key word is that you're fucking volunteering it. There's right, a difference right. between you shamelessly being like that here is, I am with my friend. That is the difference. You know, and and that's enough of a difference to me to to have an issue with this. Yeah. I get it that you know, the more intelligence you have, the the more people that we can prevent from being murdered or raped or kidnapped or whatever. I'm I'm down with that, but there's got to be some fucking Balance. I'm glad you're down with that. I, I'm down with not having children kidnapped. <laughs> Audience, <laughs> she's going um, way out on a limb I don't here. Know why but I shut that. but um, but at the same time, it's like I, I think the the biggest issue for me is the lack of accountability and the lack of visibility. You know, yeah. like we should. This should not be something that you have to like Google and like figure out or whatever right. to know. Like, oh shit, there the Fresno's got cameras all over the place. Well, what a weird. God damn it. I don't know if it's like a catch-22. I don't think catch-22 is the right word for this. There's something for this that's along those lines mm-hmm. where it's like you're... The double-edged sword. I, well, I don't think it's even that because it's spe- it's specifically a single-edged sword mm. because they're cutting into our privacy and right. we're not able to... Ke- it's like they're trying to keep us accountable and we it's a two-way can't mirror. keep them <laughs> accountable. Sorry, I'm like, I have Just to find How many more? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) but they're asking us to be accountable and transparent without being transparent about how they're making sure that we're transparent they're being the opposite of transparent by forcing us to be transparent about things that we don't need to be transparent about exactly like so like you don't need to know that i bought 24 pizzas and like a dildo or something uh, at that (laughs) one night that sounds like a fun night 20 pizzas in a Delta. 24. <laughs> 24 pizzas. That never happened, but maybe that's my fantasy in that in, in the void room. <laughs> <laughs> 24 pizzas show up in a Delta? 24 pizzas in a Delta. Joy like Italiano like, story. Like, <laughs> the funny thing to me is that that's like the start of a porno. It's like the pizza man's coming and you're going to get some sausage. Like, and then he just you hands you a Delta <laughs> yeah. and he leaves. You and this is go. your VR fantasy. Do you have the 24 pizzas? Well, okay, I'll okay. have the, but you can go. Have a good night, sir. Um, I, I yeah, I've never done that. I don't really want to do that. That's way too much fucking pizza. Um, here's a motif that we've been hitting on many times: is the fact that, like, how quickly all of this has evolved. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. that it. What what year? How how long has it been? Fourteen years since Minority Report. Yep. We've not only met some kind of standards that they've set, but surpassed them in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that takes place in 2050. 2054. 2054. But yeah, basically. So imagine where the fuck we're going to be in 2054 <laughs> if this world is still around. I mean, like, real talk, who knows? We have no idea what's, <laughs> that, what's coming that's our That's like way. a thing that needs to be said. No, but that's like, a thing. <laughs> All things considered, if we're here in 2054... I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Because yeah. you and I both have this... Long-term optimist, short-term pessimist view of it's gonna we're gonna figure this stuff out and these right. growing pains are gonna hurt. We know that we'll we're gonna that we're crashing and burning, but it's like we're gonna get to that point. We'll be like, well, maybe this fucking life always finds a way, unless it doesn't. And like then a who Phoenix fucking from knows? the ashes of the fires yeah. that we're setting. I just. I have faith. <laughs> like maybe the dumbest thing I've ever said. Yeah, and and but yeah. I think in our lifetime, the shit that'll happen to this planet, we'll be able to adapt to. Yes, I. Th- think you're right 
Unless, That's my unless that, we are in a coastal city when a hurricane comes or and I'll go down and well, the funniest thing is like you're again. you're saying <laughs> you're also saying that we're here in California where we're 20 years overdue for a hundred year earthquake. Yeah, it's gonna happen at some point at the most 20 years from now at the least five minutes from now. Right, and it's, we're gonna be here for this huge earthquake. I don't know. Like, there's plenty of shit that's going... I don't even know the point I'm really making now. Well, because it's obviously very presumptuous for me to be like, we're going to be fine, That's buddy. really That's really it. It's like, I, I, um, I've I said that about things before and then been like, whoa. I wasn't Isn't that remarkable, though? It's sort of like, but what the fuck are you going to do, man? Right. Honestly. I, I Like, if the... I sometimes get a little neurotic and worry about this earthquake. I'm like, what would happen if I'm on this fucking highway and this happened? Like, yeah, what would I do? Yeah. I would probably die, and then that would be the end of my life, but I wouldn't really worry about it then, right, at that point? I right. don't know. because you'd be Hopefully, dead. I wouldn't just be, like, maimed and just, like, stuck under some rubble at the same time. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It makes no sense to, like, worry about it But right But now. let me just say this. If we weren't maimed and stuck under a thing, I'd really like them to be able to access my GPS on my phone and know exactly where I was, whether I was able to volunteer volunteer that or not oingo boingo we hit it (laughs) and here we come to the end of the road yeah deciding that we would rather be going the way we're going than not right i think i i come down on that side of it too yeah look Uh, (laughs) both of us are dropping mics mic Mic drop (laughs) we should end it there yeah we should let's just do favorite line let's do do favorite lines favorite line of the film it's not the future if you stop it. <laughs> it's true. It's not the future if you stop it. If you stop it, what is it? It's a thing that never, neither was, nor is, nor will be. Yeah. Holy shit balls! What's yours? Um, well, I have a few of them. One of my favorites was Colin Farrell. First of all, that guy can chew some gum. Oh God, he was gum chewing. Guy the whole knows time. how to chew some gum. Hey, gum chew. Uh, g- gum chew. Yeah. He was a real gum chew. He was in this a real gum chew. Not gum shoe, but chew. Well, he was anyway, it's fine. sleuthing it out. Chewing and sleuthing and uh, chewing. All right. They're like, there is no flaw in the system. And he's like, there is a flaw. It's human. Perfect. And I think that that is I like. I think that encapsulates it. What's one of your other quotes? One of my other favorite quotes was, you dig up the past, all you get is dirty. I mean, and I think that works on multiple levels. Yeah, it's, like, it's a pretty good you know, line. If you're in a relationship, you're not trying to dwell because you're just throwing <laughs> shit in the other space, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I actually have a favorite Jeff Ekman quote. How about really? that? Really? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I forget at what point this is. Oh, well, right below. This is exciting. Where I have this quote written is right below, um, in all caps, jetpacks. <laughs> so I'm yeah, not sure the did, context. It was like in all caps, research, all caps. I think because I do all caps when I decide what topics I want to do. I did not explore <laughs> jetpacks that much this week, but um, right below that, I have in quotes, "This is when movies were movies." <laughs> yeah, I forgot I said that. Yeah. So I'm glad that we revisited that. Um, like, yeah, because there was a specific meaning that I had in the intonation there of like, this was when movies were movies. Movies. Okay, he definitely did them. Were movies. It was like very distinct. Well, we hope you um, enjoyed this uh, installment of No, but that's a thing. Cool. And um, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. We love you. We love you. <laughs>